When you're born in a narcissistic family, you are doomed to suffer because there is no one who protects you, who looks after you. Well, there are many who physically take care of you, but actually there is no one who notices you properly, checks in and see if you're doing fine, recognizes the signs of something bad going on on time and then acts appropriately. Something similar happened to me as a child. I was sexually abused for eight to nine years in a row. I was sexually abused by a very close relative, my mother's cousin. Yes, it was from the family. You might say maybe they didn't know how to recognize sexual abuse and so on. So that, yeah, maybe I, I can partially agree. But the thing with narcissists is they don't see beyond themselves. Children are just mere extensions who just exist to uh, bring in a lot of supply. And unfortunately, in my case, I was separated from my mother at a very, very young age. I was around two to three months when she left me with her parents um, so that they can take care of me. Now, there are many reasons that she gives, but I just don't accept them. I just don't buy any of that. That is an experience to share maybe some other time in some other episode. But in today's episode, I would like to share my horrible experience of surviving sexual abuse for years and how my mother, my narcissistic mother reacted when I told her about the same. What she did after is even more shocking. So stay until the end. Also, here is a big trigger warning because as I go into the details, many of you will be able to relate. So keep your body relaxed, take pauses whenever you need to. It's not an easy thing for me to go through. And I know not an easy thing for you to witness and for you to listen to. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. If you are new to this channel, welcome. Thank you so much for connecting. And if you haven't subscribed already, please consider doing so because your subscription helps spread awareness about narcissistic abuse. Let's get started from where it began. It began around the age of two to three years when I was just navigating my world. At that time, my maternal aunt, my mother's sister, was my primary caretaker who unfortunately herself was a child. So it, it felt like I was left in this world, dropped here, and then I had to navigate it on my own. She did try to take care of me, but how much can a child do? She herself was a teenager, which is in, self, in itself a big shame and a, a, a painful truth of my life. This abuser was very predatory and extremely calculated because he observed my child self very thoroughly. He got to know I liked chocolates because every child does in some capacity. So he dangled the carrot of let's have a chocolate. I have tons of chocolates waiting for you. And that is what he used to say. That is how it all began. And after that, I just can't recall any of it. I just, as I said earlier, I can remember few incidents, but then I can also remember how he used to isolate me slowly from people saying that, let me get him, let me take him with myself, I'll take care of him, I'll play with him, only to abuse me, only to give me one of the biggest wounds that I have ever worked on in the history of trauma healing, my trauma healing. 
Grooming combined with isolation make children who experience sexual abuse feel totally cornered and helpless. They get frozen or they fawn because they don't know how else to make sense of what is going on with them and that is what happened to me. I didn't know what it meant, why it was happening or what to do of it. The only thing that I can remember is telling him, please stop, it's hurting. That is the only thing that comes to mind. But him being an abuser and because that is what he wanted to do, he never stopped. And it continued for years until it became a destiny kind of thing. A thing that I couldn't escape. There was no escape from it. I did try to run away from him as much as possible, but I couldn't succeed. He would find ways to catch me and probably he, he liked it. Occasions like marriages and even death of loved ones would be the best time for him to corner and isolate me and just take me away uh, from the group so that he can do what he wanted to do. I remember him forcing me and just, you know, doing everything in his capacity to lure me in on the occasion of his grandfather's death. Yes, his grandfather had died and on the second day, I just can recall only this fragment that he was just continuously telling me, continuously pestering me, come with me, come with me, we have to go until I gave in. It is at that time I shut down to the external world. I became silent and turned into this shy kid who would always feel anxious and uncomfortable. I remember always wanting to be around uh, my primary caretaker, not going to school, just not separating because I already had separation trauma from my mother. I didn't know who my parents actually were because I hadn't seen my father and I didn't see him for years. Later, when I saw him, I felt like I saw a monster because I was terrified of him. So that is what shaped my personality. I also gained a lot of weight, which I then lost. But other people tell me you were really heavy. And now I do understand it was because of all the cortisol, adrenaline, noradrenaline, all the things being released into my body at such an early stage. So all of this started when I was around two or three and it ended when I was around eight or nine. I can remember it happening in intervals. It was almost like a, a thing that couldn't be avoided, a thing, a part and parcel of my life, something that, that I knew I won't be able to escape. And it's only when I started stepping into puberty that he stopped, that pedophile stopped. And it's not just only my story. There are many children who he has targeted and has done the same thing to them. I hope they find their healing. But when I started my healing journey, when I tried to connect with that inner child of mine who had gone through all of this, he didn't show me the pain right in the moment because it was unbearable. It only came up when I was unconscious. I started having dreams that would wake me up in cold sweat because in these dreams I would cry and cry and cry endlessly with all the anger, the pain, the sadness, the grief, the resentment, the fear, all of these things coming up in combination. So it took me a long time to process all of this until I could finally accept this and make peace with what had happened, uh, nurture my inner child. And I 
opened up about uh, this this experience on my Instagram first. And then I finally got the courage to talk about this with an adult. And in my case, guess who it was? Yes, my narcissistic mother. On a side note, this is a taboo thing in our society. This is really common, but most children do not know how to talk about it and how to share their experiences. If you are one of those children, I must tell you, you need to talk about it with whosoever you can. Your experiences matter. Your pain does matter. So open up because you need to heal those wounds. When I finally opened up and was ready to talk about these experiences with my mother, uh, I found myself getting really anxious, worked up, my heart was racing, breathing was shallow, but finally I did it. I said it. Her reaction was really intense. She started crying and asked questions like, why didn't you tell me earlier? How long ago did this happen? And all those things. I mean, I felt like I was uh, connecting with, an, with a human element in her and, and now somehow she's rescuing me. It felt like that, at least to my inner child. It was good in that moment. I felt seen, but what she later did was painful. It was in the moment, like it was quite temporary. But then in the next hour, she acted fine. She was okay. I thought maybe that is how you process these things. But then she never brought it up again. Never, ever, never, ever did we ever speak. Never did she ever ask me, are you okay? Do you need some assistance? Do you need to talk about this with someone else? What can I do? The crazy thing is she still maintained a working and a good relationship with her relatives and especially this person who abused me for years and she knew it at that point. She knew who he was and what he had done to me. No, she still chose to attend their weddings. She still chose to be around them and their family on calls. I mean, acting nice, no accountability, nothing. I didn't want any accountability. I didn't want any revenge. I just wanted you to take a stand to say that, no, if that happened to you, I'm not going to have any relationship with them because this is a monster. All of this is monstrous. This happened to me. This happened to my child. How could I have any relationship with them? I do understand now why, because she is a narcissist, she only thinks about herself. It doesn't stop there, it gets worse. As you already know, I have gone no contact with my parents. So she goes around uh, becoming the biggest martyr that she thinks she is because she is a covert narcissist and cries that I have abandoned her, I have left her, this, that and the other, never looking within, never asking questions. What must be my fault? Have I done anything that might have led to this? Of course not. It's my fault. I am the disobedient child. So this is the crazy thing. Um, I saw a photograph recently and in that photograph, this piece of a shit, this man who abused me for years, he's holding her on one side and his brother is holding her on the other side and she's this martyr, she has a victim look on her face, acting like I have abandoned her and they are her sons now. That was the biggest betrayal on her part. I felt deceived and conned. It felt so unreal in that moment. At least she should have maintained some distance from them, done something, at least just don't do that. But no, of course not. She always says, she cares for me, I am the lifeline, I know I am the main supply line because I used to be enmeshed with her like this 
and now I am not there anymore. They are going through a stage of mortification. But what she did is what every single narcissistic parent does. When you talk about your experiences of sexual abuse with them, they either act like they care or worst case is they say you're lying. It didn't happen. You're making it up. Especially if it has something to do with their fake image or the relationship they have with the abuser. I can't tell you how many survivors have shared countless stories of being sexually assaulted and abused by the narcissistic parents partner and then when they opened up about these experiences they were blamed for making it up it never happened especially i have seen this dynamic between a narcissistic mother and her uh, daughter when the daughter tries to open up about her experiences she gets told she is faking it she needs to stop she can't bring disgrace to family she can't be making up these lies because none of that happened it's not true so and so can never do that how dare you blame them how dare you smear their name like this you gotta stop being this attention demanding and extracting victim none of that happened just to move on with your life stop doing this all of this is extremely invalidating and i gave you an example of this dynamic that happens between the narcissistic mother and the daughter this can also happen between a narcissistic mother father and a son like in my case i wasn't told that i need to stop or i was making it up but it was worse than that because in that moment it felt like there was this repair uh, of the connection that we never had but then later there was only deception the point is surviving sexual abuse in itself is one of the most adverse experiences that you can ever go through at any age and then on top of that is this narcissistic abuse which makes it a living breathing walking hell because one you do not get any protection you do not get validation you you go constantly through the same thing again and again and again until a part of you almost dies i hate to put it those who have been through this would understand what i'm saying and it is so much trauma that we have to spend a big portion of our life later to work on this the sexual abuse in itself doesn't do as much harm as does the isolation the lack of support the invalidation we get from our narcissistic parents if you have been through something like this my heart goes out to you if you have been invalidated let me tell you your experiences were real you needed all that support that kindness compassion and that healing touch from one of those people who claimed to care for you i'm so sorry for what happened but there is healing for you there is growth there is recovery you need to hold on to that hope because there is one you can find the light at the end of this tunnel there is growing out of these experiences with that let's bring this episode to an end thank you so much for staying with me for listening i'll talk with you in the next one until then let the healing begin and continue